What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Coast to Coast podcast. In our way too early prediction videos, we have our way too early wide receiver ranking. Um, just for reference, I'm in the left corner. Carson, uh, Carson as a Carson's up top, and Jose is on the right oh. side. So, all let's get into is Carson, Jose. They got Tyreek Hill, the cheetah himself, at number one. Jose, how about you give your piece, and then Carson, you can add on. Yeah, and this was a guy that was you know, finally broke out as a consistent option week to week uh, in 2020. And you know, after that Super Bowl loss, I think he definitely got a chip on his shoulder. Um, he's going to come back better than ever. You know, look unguardable, especially in the beginning of the year. They're going to be firing on all cylinders. I mean, he finished as wide receiver two last year, so I think you know. He can he can finish at around that area, you know. Again, yeah, same. I, I kind of have the same sort of thing. Just like you know, after that terrible Super Bowl loss, he got embarrassed by uh, by Winfield. I think just like the revenge tour uh, is coming, and he really is kind of like unguardable. Um, and I think you know, with the healthy O line coming back, just the chip on the shoulder. Um, and I just don't because I, I think at the beginning of the season they kind of held back a bit. Like it took him. You know, they're trying to get, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire involved and get that running game going, you know, kind of, you know, uh, not showing as much as they, you know, as the Chiefs usually do. But I think coming in next season, they're just going to, like like you said, Jose said, just firing on, on all cylinders and that they're just going to go at everybody and just unleash, uh, you know, havoc. I think it's going to be a lot like, uh, you know, how they did, you know, two seasons or Mahomes' first season, uh, his rookie season, where they just, like, went crazy, you know, I could see like another like fifty touchdown season. That that's kind of what I'm feeling. So that's why I have Hill at one. Yeah, definitely understandable. You know, the most unguardable person in the league. But then again, Todd Bowles, the master defensive mind himself, was able to slow the man down himself. So who knows? Teams might be able to implement this game plan, but at the same time, can't teach speed. So uh, mm-hmm. my number wide receiver number one, uh, something that you guys have the number three on your list. I got Stephon Diggs. You know, he scares me. In one season of no OTAs and no training camp, he showed out in his first season in Buffalo. Seeing him watch that championship celebration just gives me such a storyline story line for him going into next season. He's going to continue to spout the greatness in the history books as the Bucks. I mean, as the Bills could go down as the Bills' greatest wide receiver in history. I think if he keeps up this war, keeps going for a couple more years, uh, I expect him to put up even better numbers. I got a bold prediction out here. I think he's going to go over 1650 with 12 touchdowns and 100 plus catches again. Uh, he can beat you in so many ways. He's a vertical threat. Um, he's one of the best route runners we have in the league. And I think Buffalo got themselves a legendary talent. And just kind of looking at his numbers from last year 127 receptions, 1,535 yards, and eight touchdowns. Obviously, you know, some phenomenal numbers in terms of receptions and yards. One of the, you know, led the league in both of those categories. But, um, yeah, I just really have faith in this guy. I think, you know, we're going to see some slowing down from Cole Beasley as good as the receiver he is. It's going to be hard for him to maintain it given his age. And, I mean, I think John Brown will take a step and Gabriel Davis will take a step. But this guy's the man of this offense. Him and Josh Allen are just going to continue to get better because when it comes down to it, I think Josh Allen has so much more to progress as a quarterback in terms of in, in respect to a lot of these other quarterbacks that are on this list. I mean, these quarterback wide receiver dudes on this list. So I just have a lot of faith for him going in the next season. So uh, we'll get into this next one. We got 
all two, all three of us, I think this is the first time we've all had the same person in the same spot. We got Devontae Adams, Packers star wide receiver at number two. Carson, I'll let you handle this one. What do you got to say about Adams and him being up this high? Um, not much, honestly. I mean, just the fact, you know, same scheme. Uh, you know, I, I personally think, you know, he's like the best overall wide receiver in the league. And I think, uh, you know, just another year in the system, uh, you know, same team. You know, hopefully um, you know, they can maybe upgrade at a, you know, another wide receiver spot. You'll get him a little help and maybe, you know, so it won't be seen as, as great and maybe, you know, eliminate double teams and whatnot. But I don't know. There's really not much else. I mean, he had – he was a monster last season. You know, he's still going to have Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, Aaron Jones leaving, you know, might hurt just a little bit. But, I mean, these two have such great chemistry and it – just, you know, I don't really see why, you know, he can't repeat or have just as great of a season uh, as last season. Jose, you got to add? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that played less games than everyone else in the top 12 and beat the next guy by 30 points, averaging almost 26 points per game. I mean, just the most consistent connection in the league for sure with him and Aaron Rodgers. And uh, even with the, the controversy right now surrounding them, um, you know, I think this is a guy that is the most complete receiver in the league. You know, he might not be the most athletic, might not be the fastest, but, you know, he's going to get open. He's going to get his touchdowns. You know, he's going to go out there and eat against anybody uh, that he lines up against. So I think for sure we're poised to see another great Devontae Adams year. Yeah, I think the only thing that concerns me is just the amount of touchdowns that he had this season going into the next season. It's going to be hard for him to put up 18-plus touchdowns again, which is, you know, kind of an unfathomable like pace to stay at then again we've seen receivers in the past all-time greats be able to keep up with that you know we got the Terrell Owens the Randy Mosses um Jerry Rice and such but I think with Devontae Adams just like you said he's the number one option by a long shot out there in uh, Green Bay so we'll see you know Tanyan's a pending free agent hopefully they can re-sign him but like you said Jones is definitely out, especially with the cap situation they have there in Green Bay. So, move on to number three. You guys have Stefan Diggs. Uh, obviously, I touched on it earlier, but Jose, what do you got to say about this one? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you covered most of it. This guy was a receiving leader. Um, you're going to have another year of chemistry in that offense and with Josh Allen. Um, I think he's definitely, you know, here to stay in this elite uh, wide receiver territory. Um, and the thing that we've seen with Stefan Diggs last year that, you know, we hadn't seen uh, in his first few years was that he was healthy, like the whole season. He stayed healthy. Um, you know, he was consistent. Uh, he put up double digits every single game. I just don't see why, you know, he couldn't repeat that. As long as he stays healthy, obviously you can't predict injuries. But as long as he's healthy, you know, I've, I've got him out there every single week as a top three option. Carson? Uh, yeah, the only reason I really, like, had him at three and not, like, you know, one or two is just I think, uh, you know, he had such a great season and, you know, it's kind of hard to replicate that. And also I, I kind of expect them to, you know, get Gabriel Davis more involved, uh, John Brown more involved because he kind of was like a non-factor last season. And I also expect them to, you know, possibly upgrade at running back or maybe even, like, tight end. Um, so that just takes, you know, a few more uh, you know, targets away. But, I mean, there's still him and Allen are, you know, one of the best connections in the league and I think yeah they're just going to keep growing but I just think you know it's just going to be the targets might just go down a little bit because I think other uh guys are going to you know step up and might get involved just a, just a little bit more but he's still yeah. going to be amazing 
Understood. You know, I, I made a bold bold uh, prediction with having him that high, and I think that is his ceiling. I think we all can agree that he has a ceiling to be the number one wide receiver. But, uh, yeah. yeah, especially getting a running back is going to change that offense entirely. You know, are they going to go for one? You know, do they think that Zach Moss can stick it out? Me personally, I think all of us on here can agree that uh, that's probably not the way. They got to go after one of these backs in free agency because there's a, there's a pretty good amount of them. You know, a lot of ones like Marlon Mack, especially someone that doesn't really have a place in the offense and the team that he's currently with. And even Aaron Jones, who seems that A.J. Dillon might be the way for them. So um, going into my wide receiver number three, uh, someone that Carson doesn't have on his list and Jose has a little bit farther down his list, I got uh, Justin Jefferson. I think, you know, going off another storyline, I think they set a fire under this guy not giving him rookie of the year. Uh, you know, I'm not saying Herbert had a bad season at all. I think Herbert had a great year, but uh, Justin Jefferson was one of the best rookie wide receivers we've seen in a long time, comparable to Randy Moss when he started off as a Viking, which is just crazy to see. Um, I think, you know, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns, and 88 receptions as a rookie. And he didn't even, like, really get factored in this offense until I think about week four. It's just ridiculous to see. I think, you know, with Thielen – probably going to see some regression in his play as he gets older. I think he's on the other side of 30 by now. You know, it's going to be Jefferson and Cook handling this team. You know, it's going to be interesting to see in the draft if they do go another wide receiver to pair with Jefferson probably in the later rounds. Don't want to waste a high pick on that. But um, I just have a really good feeling about it next year. I think he's just going to be torching DBs for the years to come. And I think, you know, this is his ceiling in my opinion. I wouldn't really see him being any higher than this but I think that he's just going to go out there and prove why he should have won rookie of the year. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that they were pretty much slotting him right into Stefan Diggs's place um, when he left in free agency or no, he was traded, right? Yes. They, they, the pick was traded to get Diggs. I mean, the, the get yeah. Jefferson. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a guy that pretty much just took his spot and I don't think they're regretting that at all. I mean, this is a guy that's going to be the face of their franchise for the next who knows how many years, but yeah, he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most like fair trades, like in all of sports. I feel like, like when you talk about oh. just like, I think it, it's totally fair. Like just both teams got, you know, exactly what they wanted out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was it called? I don't know if that Jefferson Allen connection would have worked. I feel like Diggs, you know, being in the league for a couple of years kind of helped out that he was kind of more some veteran like presence out there to be able to you know adjust without an OTAs and such but yeah it was a better time. like win now mode instead of like you know obviously like Jefferson they could have like built something for the future but I think the Bills were like ready for that win now uh mode and of course and yeah, that's what they who, showed who would have known who knows if the Bills would even draft them who knows they probably could have drafted Jalen Rager as far as we're concerned but uh <laughs> going on uh you know we got the copycat lists of you two guys so far we got deandre hopkins for you guys at number four nuke himself mr d hop catching it over these boys uh carson what do you gotta say about having d hop on your list um i mean i feel like he's been a top five fantasy guy for the last like three four seasons like he's just always uh you know finds a way to get in like that top five um you know super consistent another year with kyler um and in that offense um and you know i mean it's d hop there's not really much else to say i just uh you know he's always been the top five and i think uh i think kind of like he kind of tops out at like four or five i don't really see him uh you know like jumping up in front of those guys especially like with the coaching that uh you know they have in arizona but you know hawkins is has been as safe as as they get 
Yeah, Jose. I mean, this is a guy that um, he's pretty much QB proof. This guy was out there putting up great seasons with Brock Osweiler and stuff as a QB. So I think it doesn't really matter, you know, with even with Murray's um, inconsistencies, sometimes this guy's going to find a way to get open. And uh, he's going to be elite every single week. I mean, I'm not benching DeAndre Hopkins for pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still think he had, you know, a really good season last year. And I think they're going to be able to fit him into that scheme a lot better next year. Uh, you know, maybe spread the ball around a little bit more, you know, get, get some more weapons. But, um, yeah, I didn't even notice these lists were that similar <laughs> until now. <laughs> at least in the top four. At least in the top four. I know. It's crazy. I was going to say, the only week that you might consider benching D-Hop is when he goes against his worst nightmare, Jalen Ramsey. But uh, moving on yes. for my, my number four. I got, you know, kind of a surprise pick, a pretty high person on here. I got Allen Robinson, the second, 102 receptions, 1,250 yards, and six touchdowns as Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky were his quarterback. I think he's out of Chicago this year. You know, I've seen a lot of circulation as of recently that he might stay. I think that's stupid. He needs to finally go play with a quarterback with natural talent. He's never really had one. I mean, Blake Bortles like when he was like decent was probably been the best quarterback he's played in his career thus far for since going dating back to college even um i think he's gonna finally find a team with a good quarterback he's like i said never had a good one in his career he's already a top 10 receiver and i think he's gonna be the digs of next season i think it's either gonna be him or chris godwin that's my predictions uh who would be as obviously chris godwin would find his way onto this list um Later on, if he does go to another team, but you know, now at the Super Bowl, uh, who knows if he'll stay. But, um, but no, I mean, Allen Robinson's got one of the best, like, sure hands in the league. He's always been top of catch percentages. And I think, you know, a team that could be able to utilize him, you know, I think he's got some good stuff ahead of him. So, yeah. Um, I know you guys got him later in this list, so I'll let you guys tackle him then. So, uh, Moving on to number five, we all have a different number five person. I had Hopkins, so not really much, too much to say. Um, you guys touched on it already. So, Jose, you got yourself – I mean, Jose, you got Calvin Ridley, so on that. Carson and I don't even have on our list, so give your case for Calvin. Yeah, I mean, I was really surprised when you guys didn't have him on the list mm-hmm. because I think he's clearly the, the wide receiver one of this team now, um, especially, you know, last after last year he, he had one of the greatest starts um, – you know, for for a wide receiver, um, oh. and he finished as a as a wide receiver five last year. Even though he kind of fell off towards the end a little bit, um, I think he was like you know dealing with some knickknack injuries. But um, yeah, he he had a great season. He was consistent, and um, I don't see why he couldn't do it again. Even with Julio there, I think that just makes it easier. Takes a little bit of the load off him, allows him to really go to work and and not have so much pressure on his back. So I think for sure we see another great season from Ridley. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you made a good point him. about Julio. I just think like I just don't really see him coming back. That that was kind of my thought with him because I love I love Ridley. He like barely missed the list for me. Um, but just like the fact that Julio might be gone, you know, more uh, and more coverage on him. And also I think it's just going to be a transition year at quarterback. I kind of expect um, I expect the you know the Falcons to draft a quarterback and I, I mean I don't know I mean Matt Ryan is only getting older still you know solidly productive but I just feel like you know he either might end up on another team or like I said it might be a transition and you know uh, uh, I don't care how like good the rookie is there's, there's going to be some bumps and I think that might like bring his production down just a little bit 
But I mean, yeah. still, like that offense is super high powered. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah, speaking of that offense, I was watching a PFF mock draft today, and they had the Falcons trading down in the draft and selecting Florida tight end Kyle Pitts, as good as Aussie Hayden Hurst is, you know, adding another dynamic piece because Pitts is someone that also can play outside, and that'd just be crazy to see in that offense just how electric it'd be. But, you know, like you said, Carson, they should go quarterback. Matt Ryan, you know, is slowly regressing as a thrower, and they need to get someone out there to replace him. You know, even though I got Matt Ryan in my top ten. Well, we don't need to go back on that. So, uh, Jose, you got A.J. Brown, someone that I'm very fond of, is number five on your list. What do you got to say about that one? Carson, it's Carson. Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry, Carson. List, but it's bad. all good. Um, yeah, I'm super high on him, too. I mean, he was a monster last year, and I think, um, you know, like Adams, I mean, they both still had really good seasons, even though I think he, Brown, he missed, like, the first, like, at least, like, four games, four or five games or something like that. And he still put up monster stats. I mean, he is the wide receiver one. Yeah, it's a run-heavy offense, but they still um, are able – you know, Tannehill's still, uh, you know, solid enough. He, you know, gets the numbers. They, and, and they actually had um, a lot of games where, you know, he they were throwing a lot. Um, and he's just a monster, man. I think, uh, you know, he doesn't get as much love as, you know, maybe like a Metcalf or some of the other guys in his class. But he he's a beast, bro. And I, I expect huge things. I just expect a ton of volume. Um, especially if, like, Corey Davis doesn't come back. Yeah, he'll get, like, you know, extra coverage and whatnot, like better coverage because uh, he won't have him on that side. But he's just going to get so many targets, and he's, you know, he's their guy. Um, and, you know, touchdown monster, he's he's insane, bro. I'm, I'm huge on him. And, uh, yeah, I, I like him at five. Yeah, I mean, 11 touchdowns in that many games he played. He seemed like he was catching a touchdown every single game, which is honestly good for fancy owners that held on to him. Um, Let's move on. We got number six, uh, obviously some players that have already been touched on. Uh, I'll tackle this one first since I have your guys' number one at number six on my list. Uh, you know, I think, you know, Tyreek Hill is definitely one of the, you know, most unguardable players in this league. But I just see some, you know, slight regression from him. I think he's not going to have a terrible season at all. But uh, I do expect the Chiefs to draft another wide receiver uh, in the draft this year. You know, I think they've had some projects that haven't really panned out for them. I mean, Sammy Watkins is fine. Obviously, he doesn't – he's really on the field a lot. I think McCole Harbin's really just kind of a Swiss Army knife tool at this point. I don't really see him as much as a route runner at all. I think they should target, you know, someone that might be down there, like Rondell Moore at the bottom of the first round, uh, just some couple of things. Because they just need to, you know, keep building on that luxury that they have. And um, I think Tyreek Hill, like, we're saying, like I was talking about earlier – um, what's his name? Todd Bowles was able to slow him down. I think a lot of teams, especially in that division, are going to try and pick it up. Obviously, you know, the Chargers are a very talented defense and the Broncos are a very talented defense. They should be able to, you know, try and implement some of that stuff. The Raiders, I don't know. They're always so skeptical. But, uh, no, I mean... They beat the Chiefs, though. That is true, though. But, um, I but just yeah, you can't take them seriously. Slow, a little bit of slowing down from Tyreek Hill. You know, not too much, but, I mean, I can obviously see him I wouldn't. I wouldn't really necessarily put a number one if I, you know, could a ceiling, but uh, definitely top three in my opinion. So uh, let's just move on. Uh, Jose, what do you got to say about Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, this is the guy that you, know, you said it, he broke um, Randy Moss's record for yards as a rookie uh, for the Vikings, and he put up seven touchdowns, which is more than Julio puts up on like a regular year. So. I think, you know, he's, he's only going to build on that. He's going to have more chemistry in that offense, you know, more firepower next year. 
And uh, I think he's going to really take over as that uh, wide receiver one, the outside guy. Because last year, you know, he said he really didn't get going until like, I think you said week four. What was it? Yeah, that's when he's like started starting. Yeah. He wasn't starting at wide receiver. I think now for sure, you know, they know what he is, you know, from week one, from the get-go. So they'll get him involved early and often. And, um, yeah, I think he's, he's poised for a great season. And I just want to see more consistency from him. Um, you know, less of those those volatile performances where he'll put up like six and then come back and put up 42. Um, you know, just, just see more consistency. Be, be the guy for them. That's yeah, it was definitely interesting because there was a point I remember in the season where I think there's about a stretch of like three or so games where Dalvin Cook was their only form of offense. And obviously Dalvin Cook was playing phenomenal, having like 200 yards a game. But then that just meant that Thielen and Jefferson were doing nothing. So like you said, he does need to see some consistency out there. But, you know, add those extra games of him actually being in the offense. Who says he can't be 100 reception, you know, out still like 1,300 yards and get a couple more TDs? Because Thielen, if y'all don't remember, was a TD machine this year. I think he finished at least yep. top five in receiving touchdowns. Uh, I know mm-hmm. that because he was on my fantasy team because he'd save me some touchdowns there once in a while. But, um, Carson, you got Allen Robinson, number six on your list. What do you got to say? Yeah, I mean, I like him for the exact same reason like you touched on earlier um just the fact that he's been you know uh, a top 10 guy like the last couple of years despite having like terrible quarterbacks um you know just says a lot about him and his talent um and just you know still even if he still is on the bears i still like him. I, i'd probably move him you know maybe to like the nine or ten spot just because of how good he is but if yeah if he gets on you know a new team you know just someone with i mean literally like any other quarterback i feel like would would be an upgrade for him uh, you know, it could be over. Like, that's what he's been waiting for. It would just rejuvenate him. Like you said, I love the you know, comparison to, like, this year's Diggs or, or Hopkins uh, where they get to a new team and just explode. Um, and I, I just love that factor with him. And I, I can't wait to see, you know, hopefully uh, where he goes and not just staying on the Bears. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so now we're going into number seven. We see some new faces up here. Obviously, I got A.J. Brown, who's already been touched on. But Carson, actually no. Yeah, Carson, we'll go back to you. You know, Keenan Allen, obviously a very reliable fantasy option. Uh, Mr. Safety Blanket himself for Justin Herbert. What do you got to say about him at number seven? Yeah, reliable safety blanket. I mean, he's like Herbert's guy. Um, you know, he gets a ton of targets, ton of catches. I mean, um, and I think last year, I don't um, – I'm not sure the touchdown numbers. Um, the uh, I got the like, stats. I, he's got eight touchdowns. Uh, a touchdown. I think that could, I think like that's actually low for the volume that he gets. I think uh, that could just go up and up. Um, and, you know, yeah, he's just been, um, you know, super consistent. Herbert's go-to guy and Herbert, I think, you know, despite his rookie of the year season, I think he, you know, only has, you know, he's only going up from there. I think he's that talented. Um, and I just like the fact that he's been, you know, consistent for all these years, kind of like Hopkins where it's like, it doesn't matter the quarterback. You always kind of expect him to be in that 10 to, to 15 range and I just love the fact that now he gets uh you know Justin Herbert throwing him the ball so that's why I have him at seven Mm -hmm. for sure and then Jose you got DK Metcalf actually the only one of us like how you're the only one who has Ridley you're the only one that has Metcalf here on his list what's your case for him yeah I mean um this guy put up more yards in 2020 than Tyreek Hill and he put up double digit touchdowns um as the clear wide receiver one of this team 
you know, I really hate comparing him to Megatron, but I kind of love it at the same time because that's just really who I see in him. Just like that, that guy who wants the ball in, in overtime, you know, the guy who's going to go out there and get it no matter what. Um, and I mean, we saw that uh, this year. Um, obviously, you know, they had a bit of a struggle at the end of the season with the offense and the coaching, but I think they'll figure it out in the offseason, get the chemistry back up and come back stronger than ever next year. I definitely could see him finishing higher than seven, um, but I think he's got the work ethic to finish in, in, in this in this position next year. Yeah, I think he's obviously a super talented receiver. I just kind of worried because I know they fired their uh, OC, Brian Schottenhammer, and uh, kind of worries that, I mean, are they going to go back to a run-heavy offense? You know, that's been the reason why they've made the play these deep playoff runs in the past. That's a little reason why it worries me about DK, but DK is like number 12 on my list when it comes down to it. He's like, Right, him and uh, Ridley just missed it out for me, but you know, yeah, he's the most probably the most physically gifted receiver that's in the NFL. Okay, so going on to number eight, we got myself with Keenan Allen, we got Carson with Slant God Michael Thomas, and we got Jose AJ Brown. Uh, I'll tackle Keenan Allen like you're saying, Carson, you know. Uh, one of the most reliable options you can get in fantasy. Won me a championship a couple years ago when I was able to snag him and George Kittle in a finesse trade. But goobs, <laughs> um, no, <laughs> exactly goobs. If you're watching, rest in peace. Uh, but no, 100 receptions, 992 yards, and eight touchdowns. Less than a thousand yards for someone like Keenan Allen just seems ridiculous. I think he might have been out a game or two this year. Don't quote me on that, but. Shout out the, last, say, the very last name. Okay, but still, I mean, he's averaging, what, less than 10 yards a catch, which is pretty low for a wide receiver. You know, it's more of like a tight end thing you'd see. But I think he's going to have, you know, another great season. I really like in this new uh, – I like Brandon Staley as this Chargers coach. I think, he's, you know, especially he's going to revive this defense. But I think he's going to be able to bring some spark into this offense. You know, Keenan Allen's definitely one of the most talented receivers. Uh, one of the best route runners we have in the game especially. So – um Moving on, Jose, what's your case for A.J. Brown? Yeah, I mean, I think when healthy, he's definitely one of the most talented receivers in the league uh, and physically gifted. I mean, compa- comparable to Metcalf. It's crazy to think these guys were teammates at some point. But, um, yeah, I mean, he he got over 1,000 yards and he missed like three games, I think. Um, and he still averaged 18 points per game. So, you know, one of the just – pure talents out there seems like every 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 game that he plays you know he's, he's catching touchdowns he's getting the ball um and i think he's going to come back healthy next year and he's he's going to have a great year for sure yeah i mean i actually forgot to mention him because he's at my number seven forgot to give my piece about him but no yeah the same thing you know literally had 70 receptions and went over a thousand yards which is crazy and, and 11 touchdowns he's a huge deep play threat but, you know, like Carson was mentioning earlier, if Corey Davis does, you know, not come back to Tennessee, it's going to be interesting to see. They probably have to look in the draft to replace him because they really don't have any other talent outside there. I know they got Adam Humphreys, who's a slot guy, but that's not really going to take a lot of load off him. But, you know, hopefully if John is Smith able to come back and be healthy, that's going to take some, you know, take the underneath away and let Brown work it up. So, um, Carson, obviously you got the man himself, one of probably the most – criticized wide receiver in the league. We got Michael Thomas. What do you got to say? 
Yeah, I mean, like, it kind of hurts me to put him on there just because, you know, I feel like, yeah, he's definitely, like, one of the most, you know, sports-hated guys um, in all of sports. But I don't know, just, like, you know, obviously, you know, super disappointed last year, just, you know, couldn't get healthy. But, you know, this is a guy that's two years removed from having, like, a monster, monster, like, one of the best, like, wide receiver fantasy seasons, like, ever. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, either, like, you know, either or, like, with Hill – I think, you know, he's still, he's still valuable because I think, you know, he's kind of like that safety blanket for Taysom Hill as he develops as a passer. And then I, I like him more upside with, with Winston because if they, they end up starting Jameis, I mean, look what he did with Mike Evans and, uh, you know, Godwin. Those two were both uh, top five receivers when, uh, you know, Winston was there. And I just love that pairing um, if they were to start Winston. And, you know, when he's healthy, you know, hate him, uh, you know, call him a slant god but he's still like he still puts up numbers he's still super consistent when he's healthy and uh, i think people are just going to forget about him just because he was you know breeze might retire and then he was injured all last season so i, I kind of like him as a as a value uh, just because he has that you know top five wide receiver upside fantasy wise yeah i mean i think it's when it comes to me why i didn't put him on this list i think it's have a lot of higher opinions about people above him but um like you're saying, like he's been a consistent option. Just kind of looking at his career numbers, came into the league in 2016. Uh, excluding this year, he's never had a season under 90 yards. He's never had a season under 110 receiving yards. Uh, never, I mean, lowest touchdowns he's ever had is five outside of this year. I mean, he's a consistent option. It's going to be hard for people to stray away from him, you know, given the fact that he's had such a lustrous career. But it's going to be interesting to see because he kind of had a down season this year. But He's going to be an extremely high-valuable pick if you can get him in the And he round. has a whole offseason to get healthy because that was huge last year. He just could never – I feel like he was just never fully healthy. So, he finally gets that offseason off season to rest. So, like, that's, yeah. that's my thinking behind it. Yeah, I think if Taysom Hill is the starter, though, it does raise some question marks. I hope Sean Payton goes Jameis because Jameis, as we much as he had Jameis. that – As we much as Jameis him. had that, you know, 30-30 season, I think he's a talented quarterback. Yeah. yeah, you just have to take the good that he brought. Like, yeah, the 30 interceptions, but you're putting him in a system where it's like, you know, Sean Payton, one of the best coaches, like a system that can, you know, eliminate those interceptions, capitalize on, like, the talent that he has. And he got that eye surgery, so, hey, that, exactly. that's got to count for how something. Many, how many touchdowns Breeze throws on average? Like 25, maybe? 24, 25-ish? Yeah, nothing too crazy. I mean, at least in let's the say, recent years. Let's say yeah, Jameis couple cut, years. Let's say Jameis cuts his interceptions down to like twelve, and he throws like a similar amount of touchdowns. I mean, I think you take that as a organization that just lost, you know, their franchise guy for so so long. I think you take that, and I don't think Hill can put up, you know, twenty plus throwing touchdowns in a season like Jameis can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't trust him as a passer. And I think when it comes down to it, the reason why he hasn't been a big deep play threat is because his quarterback doesn't have the arm strength. And, I mean, Jameis sure as hell does have the arm strength because that man, I mean, he arm punts. He also throws some deep balls to – I mean, he used to throw some deep balls to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which has made them such reliable fancy options a couple of years ago. So, yeah. um, number nine wrapped – I mean, number eight wrapped up. We had in the number nine. I got myself Terry McLaurin. Love that man. Scare Terry. Carson's got himself Robert Woods and Jose got Alan Robinson. Jose, I'll let you tackle this one first. Alan Robinson, I know. Uh, Carson and I already gave our pieces, but what you got to add on? 
Yeah, I mean, he definitely could be higher. I just put him down here because I really don't know what team he's going to be on. Um, I hope it's not the Bears, but I think uh, he's definitely, you know, one of the best talents at receiver, had one of his most consistent seasons in a while, and probably his best season since that uh, 2015 uh, AFC playoff run that they had, you know, crazy year. Um, I, I think for sure he's going to finish top 10. I hope he, he goes to a great, you know, a team with a great QB so he can really, you know, get his bag because that's that's what he needs, bro. Like, pay this man. He's, he's so talented to just be, you know, on the Bears, rotting his career away. But, uh, yeah, I really want to see him thrive in a new offense. And I really hope he proves me wrong. I, ho- I hope he finishes higher than nine. Yeah. And then um, look at number nine for Carson. You got Robert Woods, receiver who – you know, has really kind of come into his own since coming to the Rams, you know, was sort of a not really the greatest receiver, you know, probably wide receiver two, wide receiver three in Buffalo back in the day. But now he's got himself Matty Stafford. Carson, what's your case for Woods? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty boring pick, I feel like. Like, I mean, because he's been super consistent the last few years. Um, but it's just like you kind of look at Robert Woods. It's not really like an exciting, you know, flashy pick. It's like, oh, like, you know what you're getting with him. And I just think, that, you know, he's been, like, kind of, you know, around, like, the top. He's always, like, maybe not, like, in the top 10, but he's always, like, top, like, 15, top 20. He's always in there. And I think just the upgrade, you know, with Stafford, I think, um, you know, I just like his upside more instead of Cup just because he's more of a deep threat. Uh, you know, Cup's more like the slide inside guy. He can go deep as well, but I think Woods just does it a little bit more. Um, and I just like that connect. I love that connection with, uh, with Stafford. And I think he, you know, boost his normal numbers up just a little bit more where he's able to like crack that top 10. So I'm excited. I'm excited for Stafford. Cause he's been a guy. It's like, we're always like, you know, you know, we want to see him on a good team. Well, it's like, he finally has that good team. And so I'm like super excited to see, uh, you know, cause they have, they have super, they have a super bowl ceiling, like the Rams with the, with the yeah. talent they have, like with the coaching. So like, I'm excited to see, and I think Woods is going to be a huge part of that. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we've given Matt Stafford all these excuses in the career, and he's finally got to show it. If he doesn't do it, you know, it's going to hinder his Hall of Fame chances. Um, yeah, I think he does have Hall of Fame chances, regardless, given that he's got such all-time stats. But um, yeah, and then I saw some crazy shit my friend was telling me about that JJ Watt would consider going to the Rams. I was like, I would just Jimmy just max protect, put like five like extra blockers out there for the Niners if I had to deal with J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald coming after us. But um, <laughs> like you're saying, yeah, they will be Super Bowl contenders. But um, number nine for myself, I got Scary Terry. I just think he needs himself a good quarterback. You know, he's played Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen. I mean, as good as we, as much as we love Alex Smith, he's far from the Alex Smith that he was back in, you know, his later 49er days and his uh, Kansas City days. But I think, you know, they need to end up and try and find a way to get a quarterback this offseason, you know, whether that be probably the realistic options would be for them to get Trey Lance or Mac Jones if they can trade up into like, you know, eight to like 12 range. But regardless, this man's shown that he's quarterback proof. He's an insane deep threat and continues to produce. Scary Terry's just going to be scaring those NFC East secondaries for years to come. Uh, you know, just looking at his stats this year, you know, with virtually, you know, not really a good – I wouldn't really say he even had a starting quarterback throwing to him. You know, 87 receptions for 1,118 yards and four touchdowns. 
I think that touchdown volume is definitely going to increase to at least probably eight or so next season. I just really have some faith in this guy. Just like I've really been obsessed with him ever since he's come out and been sure that he's a star. I really think that like him and Brown are the top receivers in this draft for a fact. As much as, you know, DK Metcalf is just this otherworldly talent, I just really just have had a thing for, like, I just think McLaurin's going to be a great wide receiver, and I could see him having a higher ceiling if he finds a way to get a stud quarterback. And I know someone you guys don't even have on your list, but I'm assuming he'd be within your, like, top the second that Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's at 12 for me. Yeah. So, um, going on to number 10, we all have a different person here. Obviously, Jose, you got Keenan Allen, who we've mentioned before. Uh, I got myself DJ Moore, and Carson's got himself T. Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins. <laughs> T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Uh, excuse the picture of actually Richard Higgins. We got a little mix-up there. But, uh, Carson, I'll let you handle this one since you had the more of the controversial pick here of T. Higgins. Obviously, had a great connection with Joe Burrow. And since, obviously, when Joe Burrow went down, that offense kind of went to nothing. But what do you got to say about this T. Higgins breakout for next year? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to be like spicy with it. Just, you know, like throw someone in there that, you know, people aren't expecting. Um, I mean, I'm just like a huge like advocate for like the second year jump. I mean, we've seen it like time and time again with the quarterbacks. Um, I mean, the wide receivers we have on this list, like AJ Brown, Metcalf, uh, even, you know, scary Terry as well. All three guys that had, you know, massive, massive second years. And I just feel like Higgins is like a prime candidate for that. You know, especially because, you know, healthy Burrow, you're getting healthy Joe Mixon. Uh, most likely no A.J. Green, which is I think is huge because he didn't really produce that much, but he got a, a lot of ton targets. of targets. A, a, yeah, a shit ton of targets. And I think, you know, those targets are, you know, Higgins is going to get a majority of those. Obviously, that he has Tyler Boyd too, but I think that just helps him uh, because I think, you know, he is he's the true wide receiver one in the offense. You know, they have the bet he has the best connection, I feel like, with Burrow. Um, so, you know, just those extra targets being on the table, I think he's going to scoop up a majority of those. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, that second year, just like I'm like salivating that. I think he's just going to have a monster year. Um, him and Burrow, like just the connection is real. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, he's – I know as much as Boyd's been a good receiver, I feel like when it comes to a breakout candidate, it's going to be Higgins because, yeah, I mean, well, no. They win against each other in a college football championship. But, you know – like coming from two programs that, you know, elite programs, I think Higgins really went under the radar there, uh, you know, going later in the draft. Cause I think like people were mocking him pretty low in that draft. I think maybe like third or fourth round that he started to climb his way back up there. And like, even like. Which is weird like, because he had a great career at Clemson. Like he like was one of the like best wide receivers in the country. And he just kind of got, you know, overshadowed by the, obviously the guys that draft like were drafted ahead of him, but I don't know. Cause he like, I mean, like, why would you not take a guy like him that had a crazy career, like, you know, the best college program over a guy like, you know, like Jalen Rager or something like that, you know? Uh-huh. I don't know. I just showed, yeah, exactly. I mean, Jalen Rager just showed out with his speeds, really kind of like his ability to release off the ball. But no, yeah, I mean, I think like it, next, like Tyree Kill, you know. I think when it comes down to it, like when it comes draft time, I'm assuming, Carson, you wouldn't be putting, like, you wouldn't draft, uh, like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he definitely is going to fall, like, in a flex position. I think you got to scoop him up there. I mean, I agree with you, too. I think this man's got some potential to go crazy. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Jose, what do you got to say about Keenan Allen? You know, getting thrown to by that 
Oregon quarterback stud himself. Yeah, I mean, you guys covered most of it. I think the stat that really just blew my mind was that he had 100 receptions, but less, you know, he didn't even hit a thousand yards, which, I mean, it's kind of what you want for a PPR guy, just crazy receptions. But I think we can definitely see him get those yards up. Um, you know, I need to see more, you know, more weapons in that offense being used, you know, so he can really get going and, you know, not just take all the, you know, all the focus from the defense. Because at one point, I don't know if he finished as the most most targeted receiver, but he definitely was at one point in the season. Like um, every time the, the announcers would mention him, they'd be like, oh, there's the most re targeted receiver in the NFL, Keenan Allen. So, uh, yeah, I just want to see him get those yards up and want to see them, you know, really incorporate, you know, different pieces in the offense so he can get going. Yeah, definitely someone you can't go wrong having as your top wide receiver on your roster. But um, obviously I got DJ Moore here, but I just kind of want to read off his stats. You know, 66 receptions, which, you know, you'd expect him to have missed a bunch of games, but not really the case. 1,193 yards and four touchdowns. His He's got higher yards than Terry McLaurin, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, A.J. Brown, and Robert Woods, uh, who also finds his way on uh, Carson's list. I just think, you know, he kind of had a tale of two seasons for DJ Moore. You know, the first part of the season was watching uh, Robbie Anderson look like he was going to go for 2,000 yards to begin the season, which was kind of crazy. And then um, – but the second half of the season, DJ Moore was just that stud. I mean, it kind of started – Curtis Samuel managed to fit his way into that. But I think, you know, healthy McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and maybe – Curtis Samuel, if he comes back, if they're they're, if they're willing to give the guy money, which is going to be kind of hard to pay that many star offensive weapons. Um, I just see DJ Moore having a good, better season. I think the thing that's holding him back, though, is quarterback play. I, I hope they find a way to draft a quarterback, you know, give some competition to Teddy. I mean, as much as Teddy. Or Watson, bro. Watson, like, with that Yo, offense would be ridiculous. My God. I think they – it said the Panthers are poised to offer Christian McCaffrey in a, in a trade for Deshaun Watson. I would, though. Wow. I, 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 like, as stupid as that sounds. Poor CMC, like, bro. Mike Davis played really solid. Like, when he pulled in for his yeah, role. That's, I know. And he's cheaper. Like, ooh. Okay. As the Texans, do you even want CMC? I mean, you just traded Hopkins for David Johnson, who is basically a CMC light. Like, why would you do that? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I think it's, it's not like he's going to win. Like, I don't know. It's not like he's going to, like, turn you into contender or anything. Like, I think it'd be a three-team trade. You'd have to trade, like, have McCaffrey go to a team that would be giving up a first-rounder. Because I think McCaffrey's definitely worth at least a first-rounder and a second-rounder to trade to the oh, Texans yeah, as sure. well. So, I mean, I mean, there's mm -hmm. teams that definitely need – like, imagine if Christian McCaffrey – like, let's say the Bills threw their way into this trade and they traded a first and a second rounder and then they got McCaffrey in the field. Oh, my God. The, dude, the NFL should not even allow that. That, dude, that would – oh, like, my just think God. Of, just think of the hypothetical and then watch. We're going to go back and watch this and that's going to happen. But, you know. But, no, I think – That would be you know, insane. But, no, like, this Carolina offense is honestly, like – top five in terms of talent. It's a QB away. I think their offensive line does need a little bit of work. I know their right tackle is a pending free agent, but yeah. Um, but no, with the conclusion of our list, uh, I know I got some sleepers that I'd like to mention. Honestly, I got T. Higgins on my list as well, Carson. Um, Carson, now you're also going to like this one. I got Brandon Ayuk. 
I think he had a really Ooh, yeah, yeah. solid season, but I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, George Kittle healthy and Debo Samuel getting back in the work. But I think Ayuk showed some, you know, great flashes. Another sleeper, just banking on that Christian Kirk breakout season. Um, two more guys. I got Will Fuller. I don't think he's going to find his way back to the, um, the Texans, you know, with seeming like Watson's going to leave. I think Fuller's going to find his way to another team. And, I mean, this guy was going to put up numbers like similar if Calvin really put this season if he was able to stay out there. But, honestly, um, got suspended. Maybe he was on PDs, bro. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I still think he's a solid weapon, though. I mean, you also always try and find the week when he's going to put up this 38-point game like he does every year. You know, Marvin Jones-esque. And then my deep sleeper, I got LaVisca Chanel, I think, in this Yo, offense. I think no, you didn't, bro. Urban Meyer is going to tap into this guy. And I really like Zalishka Chanel coming out of the draft. I was really kind of mad that he fell so late in the draft. But Zalishka Chanel's my deep sleeper. Definitely going to be someone I'm looking at picking up. Yeah. And then – uh, At my 11, 12, 13, I just had Thielen, uh, Terry, and Julio. And then, like, my sleeper sleepers. I also had Higgins, not Hollywood. Um, Claypool and uh, my guy, C.D. Lamb. Um, I think he's definitely gonna have a great season next year. Don't had a really good had a really good connection with um, Dak. Yeah, yeah. And don't I? I won't be surprised if they trade Amari to focus on. on I was Lance. gonna say, what's your opinion mm-hmm. on Amari? I mean, I think he's definitely a good part of this team. I'm not denying that, but I don't think he's irreplaceable. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely finds his way in the top ten of route runners in this league. But at the same time. C.D. Lamb needs to be able to take the lead in that offense. I think he's more versatile when it comes down to it. But, Carson, who do you got on your list to finish it off? Um, yeah, I mean, like, to round out, like, the top, like, 15, I was, like, Ridley, uh, Scary Terry, the two Minnesota guys, and then uh, the two Seattle guys that kind of, I guess, made, like, a top, like, 16 for me. Um, I also had Will Fuller. I'm just really excited to see, um, you know, where he goes because, yeah, finally he had, like, his first – Fully healthy season, of course, until he got uh, exposed for PEDs. But uh, I'm really excited to see where he goes. Um, I also had Chanel for the same reason. I feel like, um, you know, I like Chark as well. But I think, uh, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, you know, most likely Trevor Lawrence coming in and then Urban Meyer, I think Chanel is, uh, you know, the best – like, he's the most uh, versatile, I guess. He, you know, kind of a Swiss Army knife. And I think Urban Meyer's just co- going to come up with some crazy schemes and, you know, really just, like – uh, you know, let him like hit his full potential, you know, whether it's, you know, sweeps or just straight up routes or, uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to find a way to just use him in a bunch of different ways. I also had CD lamb. I think, uh, you know, Gallup or Amari trade, either one of those get literally anything. The Cowboys like literally need anything else besides receivers. And I think you could actually get some real value. Yeah. Some real I mean, value for, uh, for Cooper. And I also have Michael Pittman jr. That was my other sleeper. I think, uh, uh, depth chart wise, he should, you know, he should be a wide receiver one quarterback situation, a little, a little sus, but I think he's super talented. He started showing it at the end of the season. I think he's a guy like, you know, we brought up Higgins and the other guys, like he's primed for like a second year kind of glow up. Um, so I, I really like him with the Colts. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll talk to his little bro. I'll tell him, you know, Hey, tell that boy, Michael, step it up. Uh, <laughs> facts. Step exactly. It up. 
But no, I think yeah, Ty's on his way out of there, and you know who else they got? Uh, Carson's worst enemy, Zach Pascal, and then uh, Paris Campbell. Oh, we don't need to talk about Pascal. Yeah, Paris, I, which I like. I liked Paris Campbell at the beginning of the season. Sadly, like he, uh, I think towards like ACL, but um, I like yeah, him he's... as like a wide receiver too, like speedy option, kind of like just replacing like what Ty uh, Ty Hilton does. But I think Pittman's like the overall like better receiver. Yeah, um, I think Pittman also got really some... like the Claypool pick too. Jose. Yeah. Pittman really gives me, like, kind of a poor, like, not, like, super jacked version of DK Metcalf, where, I mean, I don't think he's as speedster he is, but he's still a deep threat, still able to get down the field. But, you know, speaking of Chanel, kind of a thing that came in my head, I really get, like, a Robert Woods comparison out of him. You know, I feel like Robert Woods is someone in, you know, Sean McVay's offense that gets a lot of jet sweeps. I think he got, like, 153 rushing yards and two touchdowns this year, if I recall, from the stats I was looking Mm -hmm. at a minute ago. But, like, yeah, I mean, I definitely see Chanel, you know, I, like I said, I think someone like, you know, T. Higgins and Chanel are going to be that going to fall next year. And I think when I was we – were, before we did this podcast, you know, I was walking over uh, in the library here at uh, University of Miami, and I was thinking, I was like, this is kind of the most unpredictable position in fantasy. You know, running back, yeah. kind of year in, year out, we really know who's going to be up there. There's always, like, one guy that sneaks in, but there's always a receiver that can go off any given week. Because there's more, you know, there's more volume. There's tons more of them out there. So who knows what's going to go on next year? You know, that's why we're here to give you guys our expert opinions because we're so masters of football. <laughs> but uh, without further ado, signing out. We got another episode coming to you next week. We'll be talking about some tight ends, you know. Is Kyle Pitts going to get on our list? You know, is it going to be in someone's top five? Who's going to surprise you? Might need to adjust my list because I know I got my list in the works. But without further ado... Signing out. Peace. Peace. Dude, I like that point about the receivers. Because literally, like, there's so many guys, bro. Like, there's so many options. Like, that, like they could easily – like, there's so many guys that you could see putting up, like, 20 points in a game like, okay. or something like that. I'm going to read y'all some of the top guys this year and tell me if you thought they would finish there. Uh-huh. Like, Brandon Cooks finished in the top 20. No, I was not drafting him at all. I was like, hell no. No one was he's looking been, no, at he's him. Been a, he's been a consistent option, like, his entire career, which is just He like, has. But, like, did you really think he was going to finish there? No. No one. Um, no. Metcalf above Lockett. No. He, no one thought that before the season. We thought he played well, but no. Yeah. Um, Deontay Johnson, damn near top 20. Oh, he's someone that I think should be a sleeper. I meant to mention that. I no. think he, he could be like – because, he. I mean, he's just got to work on his hands, which, you know, isn't really a problem. I just don't know what they're going to do with QB. Yeah, big Ben's out there. Well, who knows? I mean, dude, Corey – I mean, not Corey, dude. Um, Cole Beasley. Oh, that's probably one of the bigger ones. No. Yeah. No one. No oh, one Corey Davis, too. Corey Davis. Yeah, Corey Davis. Yeah, Corey Davis. Davis um, Corey Davis was like borderline a bust until like this season. Yeah, oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, he was. Wasn't he a first round pick? He won the Belinda Comp fourth overall pick, bro. Yeah. He won it yeah. twice. The Belinda Comp. What? The Belinda yeah, Comp twice. The fourth overall pick, too. Damn, bro. Yeah, that's kind of tough. Dude, I feel like Chanel is who the Eagles thought they were getting when they drafted Jalen Rager. <laughs> exactly. Hold up. Dude, I was looking at the the top ten from last year. Hold on, let me bring this up real quick. It's just like, like you said, like a lot of guys are just like not even. It's like what the heck? 
Like can I can he call it Mike Evans? Top 10? Hmm? Nobody mentioned yeah. Mike. Wait, I mean, he gets a thousand, he gets a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Him and Brady, they just never like. I don't know. They never like found it. Like, I mean, yeah, he had like a couple big games, but like, I don't know. Well, no. I mean, furthermore, looking at this list, wait. Brady just don't target receivers like that consistently. Okay, who knew yeah. that Justin Jefferson was going to play that well? Like, he was probably even drafted in most leagues. Not a damn Yeah, I thought he was going to be like a good sleeper, but not like doing what he did. Like he wasn't even like drafted, bro. Nelson Aguilar yeah. had a great season. Had eight touchdowns and nine hundred yards on forty-eight yeah. receptions. Revived his career. Kurt Samuel too, towards the end of the year. And then think about it. Other receivers that are probably going to leave. Juju's definitely out there, so that's going to make Claypool and Deontay Johnson better. You think probably not too. Oh, hundred percent. They don't want his toxic ass. Yeah, they don't want. Where would he yeah. go? Uh, Baltimore. I saw they need a receiver like him. Dude, he's a big oh, physical guy. From going from Pittsburgh to Baltimore, he'll get fucking cooked. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. That that's a good fit, but that would be like, oh my gosh, I don't know if he's built for that. Right, my boy, my he's boy, Darnell Mooney. My boy, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, yeah. Yeah, Wait, shout had, out Mooney, man. He had 98 targets this year. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Dude, let's see. Yeah, DJ Mooney such a sleeper season. Oh, no, no, no. That's why I, like, went on the receiving list. I'm like, huh? Like, he had 1,000 yeah. yards? Yeah. Think the only hey, Robbie Anderson was a big-time sleeper, too, because he started off, like, really good. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, and this thing, like, Travis Fulgham was, like, a top-10 receiver for a couple weeks. Devontae Parker, too, Thanks. before he got hurt. Gabriel Davis had 600 yards and seven touchdowns. Holy shit. That's pretty good. Oh, Jacoby I mean, Myers was pretty good for like a stretch. Yeah, he did yeah. have a couple good games. I mean, think about it. We didn't even mention Ruggs. Like, Ruggs might be someone I draft on my bench next year. Like, I think he'll have yeah. a good season too. Yeah, yeah Ruggs. Judy. Uh, Judy's someone that I think had a lot of hype. Dude, Debo, Debo Samuel. Debo. Yeah. Really just I know people forgetting about Debo. Um, well, I don't even want to like talk court, about the four nine receivers until we change quarterback. Dude, what the hell happened to him? He got injured first week. Injured. I had him on my team. What was it though? Yeah, injured. Tear ACL. Oh fuck. Yeah, he got drafted high as fuck too. Like, yeah. uh, Jameson Crowder was like a top fucking ten receiver as well. Yeah, Crowder had some good games. Yeah, Crowder was nice. OBJ was on his way there until he hurt himself. Fuck OBJ. Yeah. But yeah, fuck OBJ. Uh, <laughs> Damn, bro. Corlin Sun was so good. Who? Corlin Sun last year. Oh, yeah. He had 1,100 yards, six touchdowns. 124 targets, 72 receptions. Man. I hope he bounces back. I hope Judy doesn't take his place. Oh, I, I'd be mad. But I think I love Judy, though. I, I, he yeah. just has so much swagger to him. His routes – he has yeah, some like hands Judy problems, too. but his routes That's are That's why like, I wanted the Niners to get, bro. I really, really wanted Judy. I, uh, I fucking jumped in a pool. I was so pissed off. all passed on Judy and Lamb, didn't you? Yes. I was so mad. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Jefferson wouldn't have gone that high in, like, now in hindsight, yes. but Didn't you take – wait, but didn't you, like, trade the pick? Uh, he could have – Ayuk uh, went after. Oh, yeah, but to be fair, I don't even think like those guys would have like we wouldn't really be looking at them the same just because like 
I mean, our quarterback situation was so ass. Yeah, I mean, um, what's his face? Kinlaw wasn't bad, though. Yeah, Kinlaw was a nice pickup for us. No, 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 no. He, he's solid. I mean, Austin and then Buckner decided to go god mode. Fuck that guy. I love him. Yeah. Wow, so pissed. Was, Mans was literally goaded, but didn't make the fucking Pro Bowl. Oh, I don't know, bro. That was stupid. Didn't he make, like, first team all pro? <laughs> yeah, he did. Shows that it's a popularity contest. It's so sad to see freaking Cortland Sutton on the, wow. like, I scrolled so far down and finally saw him. Oh, really? It's so sad. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to download this because I actually don't have much longer in this study room. So, all right. Peace, boys.